that saying of they bring my Tupperware terug. <laughs> or you bring back my Tupperware. <laughs> I just had to mention it because you can't speak about Tupperware and you're not speaking about the ice cream tub at the same time. When you go to a church function, okay? No church function. A true colored church function, okay? Would not be complete without a Formalite baggie. When you see a Formalite baggie, it's either a curry, you get like fancies, which are all the sweet things and then you get the savory things. It doesn't only stop with the founder, whether it's the mother or the aunt who started it. It's a generational thing. And also it brings up another conversation, which would be succession planning. There was no diversity and inclusion division at any company. This was in a time way before sustainability, way before like female businesses were a thing. Hi fam, I'm Joy and welcome to the Burst Box Pod. This is where I discuss all things related to finances and our futures. The way we think ultimately affects our financial decisions and determines how we spend our money. Fam, happy Women's Day, happy Women's Month. For those who don't know, it is Women's Month in South Africa. Ladies, it is our time not only to be celebrated, but also to have some interesting conversations. And sidebar... My apologies for being a bit MIA, missing in action, because I actually had an exam to do. But it also allowed me to, I would say, reflect on a few things regarding the direction of the podcast, some of the topics that I actually want to discuss this month. And I thought, I don't want to do like the stereotypical kind of conversations, okay? This month, I actually want to delve into other things pertaining to all things, you know, women, especially in this country. I will say for the gents who do listen and watch, hi, um, I'm actually not going to only do a woman's month type of content this month, so don't worry. Plus, I know like if you have a mother, if you have a girl cousin, if you have a sister, or even if you have a girlfriend, a wife, or a fiancé, or even a fat insert, you would find this very like helpful. So, you know, don't keep, like I would say, skip this whole month. But anyway, back to the episode. So... Before securing the bag, girl, boss, boss, babe, girl, CEO, Miss Entrepreneur, all of those terms were a thing. People actually been doing it. They just didn't call it that. People have been selling sweets at school. Um, they've been making clothes. Work, those who work in factories, like our grandmothers who used to work in clothing factories, would make clothes for, I would say, babies or people who, I would say, like more in the plus size category. Because back then, contrary to what we have now, shops didn't sell clothes catering to those who are plus size. So, yeah, th- there's that. My grandmother actually used to do that. That's how I know. But also, people were selling Tupperware. People were selling Avon products. I actually did a poll on Instagram at BurstBoxPouch. Please go and follow me on Instagram. And also, remember to like and subscribe, comment on YouTube. You know what to do. I was doing a poll on Instagram. And I actually asked the people, but what are some of the businesses that you saw growing up? like the most common ones and i gave like four options being did people do decor at like events 21st birthdays weddings funerals whatever were they doing anything relating to hair whether it's styling selling beauty products or even hair tools was it the other one was also like catering whether it's like home cooked meals for like funerals or weddings or even making fancies fancies it's been a while Mm. maybe it should be considered even sin if you go a whole year and you don't eat fancies for those who don't know name 
Fantasies usually consist out of a variety of things. It will be your cool sisters. It will be an a cool sister and a donut. Not the same thing. Okay. But it will be that. Lamingtons. Any type of lamington. You get like the chocolate one. Then you get the one that's like pink. Then you get the one that has like the grenadella like sauce with like the cream on top of it. And some of it have like the, I don't know, other type of thing in it. Then you get fancies where it's like there's an eclair or the horn like it's so weird explaining these things in english <laughs> but literally you get like a horn it's like the shape of like a horn but it's like flower it's not like a what is that italian type of phyllo it's not a phyllo pastry no it's not phyllo pastry <laughs> no it ain't but usually they would stuff it with like cream but usually all these sweet treats I'm missing something. I'm definitely missing something. Let me know in the comment section below. But usually these things you get like in a formulate backy. When you go to like a 21st, when you go to a church function. Okay. No church function. A true colored church function. Okay. Would not be complete without a formulate backy. When you see a formulate backy, it's either a curry or it's a like uh sticky like you get like fancies which are all the sweet things and then you get the savory things these are also other side hassles hassles not hassle it could be a hassle if the donut ain't like because not everyone can make it but you get like fancies and then you get those who specialize in like the i would say more the not that you get sweet and sour or like salty. So those would be people who know how to make a samosa, who know how to make like these miniature pies or miniature puffs. I'm not talking about the stuff you can get in Woolworths. Not, no shade to Woolworths. But like the stuff that you get like homemade, proper homemade. Mm, mm -mm. Fond memories and good times in my childhood. What was the other option? Oh yeah, and selling products such as your Tupperware. <laughs> And your Avon. For others, it could have been an, an inspiration, rather, in terms of all things entrepreneurship and things. But we just didn't call it that. And I thought, I actually want to celebrate these people, especially with this episode. I want to salute people who did those things. Because it was, for many of us, the first level of exposure of having a side hustle, of generating additional income, of using your gifts to i would say expand not only your knowledge but also plowing back and circulating colored coins and black coins within the community so i just want to highlight salute and say thank you people for spurring entrepreneurship where it is that you're staying because you don't know who's watching and more importantly you don't know who's eating your products but anyway tap away first of all if you want to make your aunt your mom your grandmother, super angry, you should go and use a Tupperware and lose it. That saying of, they bring my Tupperware terug. <laughs> well, you're bringing back my Tupperware. <laughs> Bam, it comes with warning. It comes with eyebrows going like arched. It, like, you know, if you want to be in the bad books, if you want to get a hiding, you lose a Tupperware. Like, Tupperware is equivalent to having diamonds and pearls in a house. Yes, fam. And for those who had this unfortunate encounter on a hot summer's day and you just saw like an ice cream. Now you go to the fridge, then you get an ice cream tub, which is the township equivalent for Tupperware. Because Tupperware is expensive. I'm just saying. And now you open it up and then there's like a Sunday lunch in there. 
I just had to mention it because you can't speak about Tupperware and you're not speaking about the ice cream tub at the same time. But back to the episode. So Tupperware, Avon, they basically had the same thing where they introduced the opportunity to be able to sell products, buy it on loan essentially, and then or on credit and being able from like Avon and Tupperware become a consultant or a distributor. A consultant or like a sales rep and then sell it to whoever whenever and then get a commission on the sales like that type of business model was something that wasn't previously i would say available to my understanding but it definitely allowed people to be able to like generate a significant amount of income bear in mind me this was before mr d this was before uber eats this was before even the check is 60 right now or e-commerce or an instagram store on being able to shop on instagram on the store the company's website the company's app or even the store itself like it was before all of that name this allowed people to be able to get products directly from someone that you know so your level of trust is also much higher because you know this lady you guys maybe work together whatever else and then being able to give her money to buy your Avon products and you pay in installments. They also know when you're getting paid because, hello, they're also on the payroll. They know when payday is. So they know how to market. That's another thing. Actually, now that I think about it, that's additional skill that's being that was being cultivated. Is the fact that you are becoming a salesperson. You know how to market yourself. You know how to market a brand. You know, being able, and I said this in a previous episode with like transferable skills, go check it out. I actually said that if you are able to convince someone, as soon as you convince one person, it's a word of mouth thing. That's also another thing. Most of these businesses, word of mouth, people shouldn't underestimate, I would say, the impact of these businesses and the amount of things that people have managed to do with these side hassles. What are some of the things that I personally noticed with people who do these things and have been doing it for a proper few decades there? Some of the lessons that I've saw or lessons learned from all of this was number one, this was in a time way before sustainability, way before like female businesses were a thing, giving support, aka funds being allocated to female-owned, black-owned, small and medium-sized enterprises or businesses, entities, companies, you name it, way before then. There was no diversity and inclusion division at any company, let alone like female managers or like even CEOs of listed companies. This was before it was a big thing, like I said, securing the bag, being the girl boss, the girl CEO, all these opportunities way before the internet even existed or I would say was accessible to the majority of the population. That was all before that. So now you can imagine the type of struggle that these people had to face. And I'm saying this because the majority of these people who have had these side businesses were female and were female of color. And then on top of all these things, there was a thing called apartheid, but that was the first one. The second one was the fact that these people started businesses to supplement their existing income or more importantly, to generate an income in case they were unemployed. What I definitely saw was the fact that they used the profits of these businesses to actually, or side hustles, to actually, I would say, contribute to two assets, namely their four walls, 
whether it would be to extend their houses. Yes, I've seen people extend their houses with like selling cookies and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Or like repairing their houses, doing maintenance around the house. They were increasing the value of the house. Hint, hint, hint. Then they also would use it for their children. But not just anything regarding their children, their children's future, specifically the children's education. They would use these funds to send their kids on school trips, to pay for school fees, to like pay for transport money, or to send the kids for tertiary education. Fam, do you know, if you actually have to go and ask some of, for those who are of color, namely colored Indian, black, like, if you guys had to go and ask some of your parents and their peers, how many of their friends have started some of these side businesses and have managed to send their kids for tertiary education? Who are now, if they're still in the country or even overseas, teachers, nurses, lawyers, CAs, doctors, engineers, scientists, I don't know, whatever else they studied, but like, these funds, people actually made that kind of money to be able to afford that. Like, um, like I said, I couldn't start off this month for me. I know it's like a week after. But I couldn't start this month without giving the respect when the respect is due. So the next time you are buying a cookie or whatever else, don't just look at it like, oh, this is something small. You don't know whose financial future you are actually sewing into. That's why personally I think it's important to Go and really think about, but where are your funds going? Like, which community is it serving? How is it being distributed? When you're a consumer, being an active consumer, think about where your funds are going. I will also say this, eh? they really like would spend their funds on luxury items. Namely, like fashion brands or even like luxury cars. And then also, this is just like a side point, eh? why are we spending money for a pair of Jordans? For a baby who was born six months ago or two years ago, a pair like, and these shoes aren't like even a thousand. It's definitely way more than one five, maybe even. Eh. We are spending money on that for a kid who doesn't even know we exist or maybe know we exist. But we don't even have money for school fees or for crash or putting funds aside even for pampers. But we want to get like the Jordans. Like, I'm asking myself, I have nothing against people who do that and can afford it and already have plans in place on how they are going to fund the child's education. I'm aware that not everyone goes or gets tertiary education. Not everyone wants to. I mean, nowadays, there's modern and traditional way of learning skills. I mean, you can just go and Google and go YouTube. But most of us has to go to crash, especially now. Nowadays, in SA, for like legislation with stuff. If you want to go to grade one, you need to go to a crash or grade R or whatever else, you need to go to primary school and you definitely need to go to a high school. Whether you complete it or not, but you have to go to high school. So you at least know, you when it comes to kids' education, you paying up until like at least the age of 18. So I'm just like, why not just use those funds to put it away into an investment vehicle? Go speak to your financial advisor or someone at the bank. I can't tell you that. You need to go figure it out. Why not use those funds so that by the time the child is five years old, say the child was born this year, you and your partner, the parents, the guardians, whoever's taking care of the child, take those funds and be like, actually, 
grandparents, instead of buying ridiculously expensive toys, which the child might not even be interested in playing with, why not use those funds, open up a nice savings account, a, a trust, or I don't know, something, just to put those funds in there so that by the time the kid goes to crash, you already paid for, even partially paid for school fees. Because it's not just school fees. A kid probably needs a school uniform, transport money, and snacks. And nowadays, they have these lists. Ah, fam, it's a lot of things you can tell. I ain't got kids just yet. But the point is, why not use those funds for those things? You know, instead of buying these expensive sneakers, specifically, that the kid's going to grow out in, like, the next three months. And then what are you going to do with it? Are you going to resell it? Who's going to buy it? That means that you don't have to worry about January because you're already paid for it and compound interest bam you will see the benefits of compound interest another thing is the fact that it doesn't only stop with the founder whether it's the mother or the aunt who started it. it's a generational thing think about it this way with these businesses whether it's dake or whatever it's not only the parents or the couple who started it who's usually involved trust and believe the kids are there as well they're also cleaning the dishes. They're also trying to help hang up the decor, the drapes, the organza strips behind the chairs. They're also trying to put out the chair covers, okay? They're also making the fancies and like helping to distribute it. They're playing delivery person on a tuk-tuk. Kids, most of the time, are involved in these businesses. In other words, the kid not only learns about the ups and downs when it comes to having a business, how do you manage customers, but also difficult customers? How do you get them to pay you and pay you on time and in full? How do you get suppliers, reliable suppliers? How do you negotiate a contract? How do you, like, also family recipes. Those things are being passed down from generation to another generation. That's why I'm saying it's not only a one-stop, one-person show. It is a family affair these businesses and also it brings up additional i would say another conversation which would be succession planning i hope for those who have these type of businesses they are thinking about what happens should something happen to the founder whether they are ill they pass away or they even decide you know what i'm gonna retire or i'm gonna take a sabbatical who then takes over the operations? How is it being distributed, the roles and responsibilities? Um, what happens in the case of a death? Uh, whatever happens to the business included in that person's will, if the person has a will, the founder? That Those are the type of conversations that people have when they also have a business like this. So these are just some of the lessons that I thought of let me know if you have any additional thoughts or stuff or even if you grew up in a household where you guys were selling these things and it's normal and like how you guys conducted. Let me know in the comment sections below if you agree with me on this, if you have additional points, whatever else. One of the questions that I had was, is that a case of people being born as an entrepreneur or is it something that you learn along the way, aka life? So you get those who are definitely like, this is a thing. Like the same way you get families where they are known for something, okay? Like some families are known to be musicians and singers. That would be my family from both sides. But like, we just like, hey, I grew, I grew up and I thought everyone's a singer. I thought everyone can hold a note. Turns out <laughs> that is not the case. 
But then you get some families, they are bakers. A one family member, her whole family, you know who you are. Like, oh my gosh. Like God, it was almost like they were up in heaven before they came to earth. And they were working in God's kitchen, cooking for them angels. I'm not even, I'm not even mistaken. You get those people where it's like, People make good food, nah. but as soon as you eat a certain type of families, whatever it is that they're selling or making, whether it's like a church function, everyone knows, as soon as they know that one of those family members are making, they automatically know it's going to be coming from the heart, from the soul. It's going to be made with love. It, like It's one of those meals where years later, you would still be thinking about it. So sometimes it's a case of people are born into it like it's something where the mother used to do it and so then the the aunts started they took it on and then like before you know it everyone else is involved yeah there's that but then on the flip side of it say you are i would say in a community or in a family where everyone is just working their normal eight to five and that's all that they do and then they work there for like a set 20 30 40 years maybe and then they retire and that's that like no one like goes out to do something else but if your mindset is being set and conditioned to think that this is this is all that you can do and I'm not saying like there's nothing wrong with people choosing that because also not everyone is supposed to be an entrepreneur contrary to like modern day times and everyone thinking they can just like call themselves CEO and call it a day. Fam, running a business? There's a reason why some of, a lot of people choose not to do it. There's so much risk involved. Oh my word. So much risk, sacrifices. Sometimes I would say for me, it also depends on where it is that you grew up, your household, your family, and also like your faith as well. But all of that, all those different variables ties into one thing, which is your level of exposure. If you are being exposed to people who constantly are trying out new things, I'm not saying something like a man or think like a man, that Steve Harvey movie. I don't know, can't remember the full title, but there was a scene where one of the guys, he's like a dreamer. Like the one day he wants to be a musician, the other day he wants to be a chef. The, like I'm not talking about those. Like I'm talking about people who they start a business they fail at something. They step back. They reflect. They think. They're like, mm, I need to change something. They try it again, and they made an improvement. And then you just see them like building confidence. You see them learning more. You see them investing more and growing and being more successful. I'm speaking about those, those type of people or those type of businesses. If you being in an environment where that's cultivated, like the successes and the failures of having a business. It's constantly being cultivated, constantly the child's being exposed to it, then I personally think it's something that you learn along the way. That is just like, I would say, my two cents on being an entrepreneur and in terms of whether you are born that way or it's something that you learn along the way. We have no say as to when the journey actually starts, when it actually begins. We also don't have any say in terms of how small are we talking about? Like, are we talking about small being a small portion of a meal, like a side plate, instead of having a normal plate, you're having a side plate, but it's still a meal, so you're still full, so it's still like a decent size. Or are we talking about small as in it's a snack? 
it's a packet of chips. Because sometimes, like we, especially now when everything's instant, when everything is very artificial, in a time when everyone's highlighting their wins, no one's speaking about their losses. No one barely speaks about like their struggles or their insecurities or when things are going deep south and they lost out on, on a lot of money. No one's talking about and taking you and vlogging you or vlogging their journey. It's very rare that it happens. In a time like that, all of us are thinking about like, oh my word, I want to move past like the amateur stage. I want to move past the behind the scenes and I want to go into the professional phase. But the mistakes and the lessons that you learn during your amateur phase, those I would say is actually the most important because that sets the foundation for when you're going to need your perseverance, when you're going to need to endure. Because also entrepreneurship is not easy. Having a business, calling yourself a CEO, I am the rec- director of Slash and Slash. Like we talking about <laughs> when you see some people's bios on Instagram or even on LinkedIn, there's so many titles and things. And then you're like, where do you find the time? How many teams do you have? Like you're asking yourself these questions. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But in a time when all of that happens, it's like you need to really, I would say, reflect on it. And be like, if you choose the road of being an entrepreneur, the next time you see someone trying to sell something on the road, or even when you go out and buy something that's not in a store like a Woolworths or Pick and Pay or a Checkers, and you're choosing to invest into someone who has a business in your own community, I would say give them the respect that's due as well because it's not easy. In a time when load shedding is shedding people's profits, it's sharing a lot of things, but in this case, it's sharing people's profits. It's closing small businesses, many businesses down, even after the pandemic happened. Eh? Like, just take into consideration that these people are working on generational wealth. They're working on generational mindsets. If you want to do that yourself, I urge you to go and speak to those people, learn, like, ask them some of the lessons that they wish they would have known when that started because also if you start any type of business i would say go and ask other people who have started something and you've seen it and you've seen how it grows and everything else go and do your research that would be part of your research but yeah that was just me ranting (laughs) on like og side hustles entrepreneurship before the gold boss era (laughs) if you like this episode you know what to do like and subscribe on youtube hi (laughs) thank you very much and remember to give me a five star rating on your streaming platform of choice whether it's apple spotify yeah apple podcast or google podcast even and last but not least have a joyous week bye